Hey everyone, welcome back to the Expat Brat Podcast. It's Salman Qureshi here. How are you guys doing? How's it been? It's the long Eid weekend, so I'm sure a lot of us have been stuffing our faces, meeting family and friends, because the pandemic is over. It's over and we can meet people, or at least we can pretend that nothing's wrong anymore. And we don't need to wear masks and meet in large groups. La 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 la. Um, <laughs> I I was meeting up people. I think you know a lot of people have been talking about how this was the one closest to normal uh, in in the last couple of years, and it's been great though. Uh, I think uh, you know we've been saying that for a while. People are fatigued about the pandemic. And even though cases are on the rise again here, uh, we just we just want to live our lives, you know. We just want to do our thing. And uh, most of the vulnerable people are dead now, anyway. Oh my God, dead people jokes. Um, <clears throat> a little disclaimer: I've lost a lot of people to COVID, which makes it allowed for me to make fun of COVID. I don't know. Is that how comedy works now? Like you gotta be associated with it in some way to be allowed to make fun of it. It's um, it's one of the things I battle with, and I'm like, man, does that mean I got? What What do you do then? Do you got to like um, go out and experience things? Like, if I want to make fun of uh, women, then uh, maybe I could spend a day as a woman, which is technically possible now. Uh, it's much easier than it used to be back in the day to be a woman, and by that I mean like to transform into a woman. I I just gotta tell people I changed my pronouns. Oh, I know. That's so... I Every time I, I... I shouldn't be joking about this stuff, all right? Because it is... It, every time I admit to not understanding this issue, it just makes me realize how old I am and how out of touch I might be with things. This isn't a liberal and conservative thing. It's understanding the evolution of people. And the older you get, the more... <clears throat> harder it is to accept new ideas and it's just me doing that so it's still funny though right you got to have a little bit of a laugh about everything I suppose I was watching Dave Chappelle's new thing the Netflix thing he's released it's not a stand-up special I don't know why it's being called a stand-up special every time he gets on stage it's now a stand-up special and I don't understand that but my point is it actually is good um, a good speech he goes back to his high school I don't know if you guys have followed the controversy around what happened, but the the very quickly, uh, he uh, his last couple of specials, a lot of people have been up in arms against about him being transphobic or stuff like that, and so his uh, old high school, who were about to name their theater after him, um, uh, the the students kind of had a protest and they were angry and I think he met them as well. Uh, yeah, that's what he says in the in the speech. And at that time, they postponed the naming of the theater. And now he was called back to do it. And he gives his speech. A lot of it is quite good. <clears throat> I thought a lot of it was like as an artist, I, I agree with his stuff. And you know, he can still be quite funny when he wants to be. But but at some point he kind of said some crazy stuff. Like there's the the one one of the lines that stuck with me was when he went on about uh, he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, but pretty close to what he actually said. He said, "I'm a one in a generation lifetime talent," 
Something like that. What, how do you say that? You you get what I mean, right? So he basically said, the other thing he said was, uh, you won't see a talent like me uh, in for another decade or generation or something like that as well. And I was like, wow, I love that. He, like, he just said, that wasn't a joke. He just said it outright. And I was like, props to you, man. I mean, you are considered one of the greatest comics. He, he's a legend for me, especially his earlier stuff. And, but, you know, uh, normally people talk about being humble. And I think sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, why, why are you acting like it? So it's kind of refreshing to hear it. At the same time, I was also like, damn, man, wow, that's, that's solid stuff. I mean, he's got the work to back it up. But then he also throws down this kind of challenge. He says, you know, no one has written or, or performed uh, a stand-up special like my closure, and I can challenge any of my contemporaries to do something like that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought that one was a bit far because I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, I think Bill Burr's last few specials have been much funnier and better and in some ways thought-provoking and fun. Right. So from that point of view, I thought mm, it's not the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and and that's where I was like, I, have you gone too far up your own backside and not realizing uh, that, you know, you're uh, <laughs> I don't know, the ego is a lot. Uh, what do you do at that at that stage, at that place uh, where you've accomplished so much? Maybe you have the right to do it. I don't know. But it was cool <laughs> overall. It's a cool message, and there's a little surprise at the end of the speech uh, during the unveiling, and I thought um, <clears throat> I thought that was kind of uh, very cool of him to do so, and it comes back to this whole thing about um, artistic freedom, because there's this controversy going on around about this uh, Indian movie maker in Toronto, and she made a movie called Kali. Kali's a, a Hindu goddess. And, um, you know, she portrayed on the poster like Kali smoking a cigarette. Her premise was basically Kali coming down. Uh, she's this female, uh, I, I guess, if you look at it, like the first uh, feminist. Uh, because she's this female who doesn't take crap, female god who doesn't take crap. And she has, I think, multiple hands. Is she the one with multiple hands? I can't remember that. But she's like a protective, like a... Uh, a vengeful like uh, you know um, basically like I ain't taking crap from you kind of um, uh, goddess right and and what the premise of her movie this woman I gotta look up her name man what's uh, what was her name it's uh, this female who's been who's being uh, kind of like uh, attacked now online because that's what we do her name is uh, this was supposed to be shown in Toronto. Filmmaker. Her name is... Why is the name not showing up? <clears throat> to keep mentioning the name. Uh, Lena Money McCallai. Oh, shit. I'm brown and I'm finding that name hard to pronounce. I think she's probably South Indian. Ooh, racist hell. Uh, what's racist about it? Um, Lena Money McCallai. <clears throat> Household name now. <laughs> um and the premise of her movie is that Kali comes down in the modern age and she interacts with the people and she tries to connect with the real human beings. So the reason she's smoking a cigarette is because this construction blue collar worker uh, offers her one and she wants to try bonding with with these guys 
And so she, you know, joins in. And I thought the, the, the movie idea was pretty cool. And I don't know, not at all disrespectful in any way. But, you know, we don't, we, a bunch of um, extremist radicals just looked at the poster and went off on about it. And I know, I know that uh, people are going to come back and say, well, you're Muslim. And what if someone did that with you? And that's where I battle with, right? So I don't know what's right or wrong about it. I know there should be artistic freedom. I think everything is up for being made fun of. I think people need to show restraint and it's up to them. Like it's basically their call to go, hey, I won't watch it uh, if it's not funny to me. It's that simple, really. If I don't like it, I don't need to watch it. No one's one's coming into your home. See, that's the thing. No one's like barging in, breaking down your door and going, hey, uh, and like strapping you onto your sofa and go, you, you gotta watch this and then switch on your TV. And then like, maybe if they're nice, they'll feed you popcorn while doing it. Most likely not in this scenario. And so you're strapped there and you're being forced to watch this thing. And then if you don't laugh, they like prod you with this stick. That's like got fire at one end, uh, fire. I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you do with the horses? What, I don't know what they're called, but you know, you get the scenario and you're being prodded to, to like. Uh, laugh or cry at at the places they want so mentally you're accepting physically you're accepting what's going on in the movie um if you've had this kind of experience i i I truly deeply apologize i think you have the right to be offended and if no one's done that to you i think just you know get on with your life man um or get people around you you know that's the other thing a lot of these people will not push their own kids or their families or their communities into art themselves to represent their side of things. So if you think you have a better message, go out and do it. Deliver it, right? Deliver it as a comedy. Deliver it as a movie. Deliver it as some kind of art form. And and let the world decide what they want to watch, right? Is that like no one, I think if you're not uh, physically being assaulted, then no one has a right to Oh, man. Anyway, this story just gets worse. I think one of the biggest failings I read on this uh, Lena uh, Lena story was that <clears throat> the places they were being shown, it was the Aga Khan community, uh, not community, the Aga Khan support some group. Uh, man, I'm going to look this up. Hold on. All right, because I got I to gotta spell this out. This was being shown at a Toronto film festival. Uh, let's see. It's because it sparked a nationwide debate in India. What debate? Just to shout. Okay, so it was at the Toronto Metropolitan University. Uh, it's a program that explores multiculturalism. It called Under the Tent, and it was being showcased at the Aga Khan Museum. Museum, and both those parties backed out and said, "We're very sorry. We put this up and offended people." And I was like, "That was probably the biggest failing because you're going to get." radicals pushing and crying and threatening but for these large institutes who are based in Canada and don't have to be worried for them to have to go okay okay well you know we're apologies we made a mistake that really I feel bad for the filmmaker you know she must feel really deserted and how do other artists feel like you know that means anything we produce uh, could be considered um, offensive and then you get attacked like she's being attacked on Twitter um, and it's quite life you know death threats and just vile stuff 
I don't know, man. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it's just we tend to f- for, we want to respect the dead so much we disrespect the living and life. That's how. Uh, that's what I'm going to end this bit with. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Just, just you know, just enjoy the stuff. So that's what I've been up to. Uh, artistic exploration, which is really funny. If you listen to most of my stuff, my stand up, I'm not really. I don't think I'm very deep. <laughs> I'm not. I'm very shallowy, fun kind of guy with most of my material, and um, and that's just my style. But I hate artists being uh, put away like that. I don't know. So regardless of what my own style is or what my own beliefs is, beliefs are, um, I just don't like that concept. You know, uh, I choose not to use foul language. I choose not to do uh, raunchy stuff. Uh, usually and um, but it's a choice you see it's a choice and if tomorrow I chose to do it it would be it should be my choice and if, my, if, if people my fans and audiences don't like it they have the choice to not buy my ticket and let me and my family die of starvation because you were too uptight right because you were too uptight to listen to my great stuff which was really raunchy and everything <laughs> I don't know I don't know in this scenario I'm on the streets dying of hunger because you guys chose not to buy my tickets, all right? And now that I'm doing any upcoming shows for a while, uh, I think in the summer I'm going to just take some time off from stand-up. I haven't been uh, uh, getting a lot of time to do stuff. I want to come back fresh and challenge myself with new material and and areas that, you know, uh, um, I want to challenge myself artistically. So I'm, I'm going to work on that stuff and see when I come back if I've got a special that I really want to put out, you know? I want to kind of take away the commercial element of it because I do make money in other stuff I do. And so I really want to take a step back and go, let's see what happens if I if I forget if I forget about wanting to just sell out a show and what will work and just go, what's going to be honest with me? This might be a train wreck. <laughs> I might come back and listen to this podcast and go, oh, if only someone had reached out and said, don't do it. Don't do it. Keep it commercial. Keep it safe. Um, <laughs> I say it like I'm going to explore like really deep stuff or it's not going to be like that. It's just I just want to make it a little better, be a better performer, add more variety to my show and stuff because you're constantly trying to be better than the last time you were on stage putting on a show. Um, and I think you should. You know what? Uh, what's been on my mind also is that I've uh, it's been a year since I've pretty much recovered since my knee surgery uh, yeah and and it's uh, it, it, this uh, last year I I had to do a knee surgery on my right knee and it was um, because I had neglected so it was a meniscus tear uh, which was originally just a scratch that I um, I ignored and I kept playing and then so that scratch on my bone kind of cut into the meniscus and then uh, what could have been an easy recovery thing turned into a surgery and and one of the key messages people get yourself checked and trust the doctor sometime most of the time get a second third opinion and then just trust them all right not don't do what I did uh, and so I ended up I gotta tell you you know you, you have this false belief in your mind it's just like hey I'll, I'll get the surgery done it'll be about, about a month of me lying in bed some physiotherapy and then I'll be up and running and it doesn't work like that especially with the kind of health um, 
I've been maintaining over the last five years. And when I say maintain, I've been stuffing my face, putting on weight, being really unfit. <laughs> and and so it's not like my body was in prime shape and going, hey, we'll recover real quick because our muscles are already strong <laughs> and bones are strong. Um, I, I drink too much soft drinks and probably just affecting my bones and stuff. I've really reduced it much more. At one point, I think I was drinking like three Pepsis a day or something like that. And I've reduced it quite a bit. I, I, I've been uh, I've been terrible lately, but but I'm going to go back and, and try not doing that again. Anyway, this knee surgery, it happens. And I realize, first of all, the pain is so freaking strong. And it lasts longer than I thought it would. And then the recovery took ages, right? It was three months before I felt like I could kind of walk around uh, without crutches and not feel like it's, it's dangerous anymore. And then, and this is after physiotherapy and, and I, I was surprising. I was very disciplined about my, uh, knee exercises. And then it took another three months before like it got comfortable. I started playing some sports, I think in the fourth, fifth month, maybe, uh, and, and it was all like the first few times I was just scared mentally as well. Cause it leaves this scar in your head that I was going to fall and hurt it again and you're just upset about that and so you're like watching it <laughs> and and not that my football soccer game was really good anyway I'm just, I suck uh, but <laughs> but but the knee gave me an excuse to go this is why I suck more um, and, and you're playing with a little of hesitation and and not really being spontaneous and, and it's, uh, I remember it was like nine, 10 months in where one day I suddenly went, Hey, it just feels normal again. Because for a long time through these nine, 10 months, I felt like I will never be the same again. And this is it. And like an old man with a sort of a knee, it's, it's, it's gotten better. I don't have any pain. It's safe, but it's gone. And Obviously, I probably will never become as explosive as I was when I was 18, but it feels nice to know it's not, it's, it's recovered. And the last couple of months, touch wood, touch lots of wood, I've been, uh, I've been great. And, and it just goes to show you stick through with stuff. And sometimes in the moment, you're like, man, this is terrible. And you just want to like, you just want to give up and everything. But if you keep going, sometimes things work out. And I say sometimes because sometimes they don't. Sometimes you die because of it or just, I don't <laughs> Sometimes I hate these um, self-help self where they kind of create this picture that everything will work out at the end. No, it doesn't, right? Sometimes it won't. And I'm, why am I laughing at this? But it's, it's the idea, right? The stupidity of it that makes me laugh. And But when it does, it's a beautiful thing because then you can live to tell about it and motivate people that they'll be all right and give them false hope. Uh, and possibly make a lot of money along the way because you were lucky enough to recover. And so that's what I'm doing. Uh, isn't it great? No? <laughs> You're not on board with this? All right, fine. Um, summer plans. This is, uh, this is something, you know, uh, I, 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 I haven't got any summer plans now because it's hot and expensive. <laughs> why, why are they linked? It's expensive right now to travel. I don't know who, who the people who are traveling. I'm like, man, you load it. All right, so great. Good for you. I can't believe how expensive tickets are. It feels pre-2008, the financial crisis, when everything just seemed really expensive. And I know that was followed by a, we're all expecting this recession. And it's like, 
uh, why is it always doom and gloom everywhere? I want happy stuff. Just right now, I'm talking about keeping it real, <laughs> but now I want happy stuff. Maybe that's why we all keep going back to the self help stuff uh, bullshit over and over again, because uh, life is kind of sad anyway. Uh, I mean, it's a uh, uh, dude. Have you guys seen the Sri Lanka thing? Like that is terrible, right? These people, they just they got they had enough. They've been going through a couple of months of like uncertainty and just I don't know what the government's done with that place, bad management, and so these people, the, the locals in Sri Lankans, they just stormed uh, the president's palace and the prime and I think they set fire to the prime minister's personal home. Uh, but the president's thing was hilarious as well because they all just <laughs> they all just decided to use the swimming pool. I love that. Sri Lankans are such chill people. It's something about island people, right? Just this vibe of being chilled. <laughs> so they all got into this huge mob and like, we're angry. We're going to, we want answers. We've had enough of this government. We're going to storm the president's palace and then we're all just going to chill out at the pool. All right. Everybody just in the pool. We'll make some drinks and shit and we'll just hang out. <laughs> That's uh, that's awesome, right? Like in other places when you have the, like the, the Jan 6 committee going on in the U.S. right now, the story's coming out of it. Horror, absolute horror. These guys had weapons. They were close to reaching the vice president then of America and, and possibly wanting to kill him, right? Probably would have done it. A mob would have just destroyed any politician they would have caught in there. A uh, couple of policemen died, right? That's... That's horrible, and their reasons were terrible, unlike uh, the Sri Lankans. But you can see the contrast in what happened, right? <laughs> I wonder what else they did. Just, just go into the kitchen and make a sandwich. We'll just make a sandwich for ourselves, guys. We're going to storm in there, and we're going we're gonna to go into the living room. We're going to watch some Netflix, okay? Netflix and chill, everybody. Um, good. Good day of protesting. Now let's all go home uh, where we don't have electricity. All right. Uh, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, I love it. You know, um, <laughs> one thing that happened to me, uh, yesterday was, um, I was, uh, I was walking out of my building and I, I noticed someone was behind me. So I left the door open, like I held the door open for them and just whizzed by without a thank you, without even a nod, right? Just like with their chest up kind of shit, just walking by like I'm a, freaking doorman for them and I know I know you do good deeds for the sake of it but I just hate when people don't have common like basic courtesy it just makes me really angry for some reason like I don't know why it's it's a big thing in Dubai because it's a melting pot and a lot of these expats they won't say thank you when you've got you know held the door open you walk into the lift you say hi just a common courtesy morning you know <laughs> and they don't they don't reply a lot of them don't reply or they want to initiate. Sometimes I walk in and go, if I just stand here and not say a thing, will anyone else? And no one ever acknowledges people with each other. It's like just bizarre to me that you human beings just meet each other. And, and it's not like they're on their phones either. Sometimes when people are on their phone, I'm like, I get it. But this is just the thing people do in Dubai. Sometimes when I'm feeling really annoyed about it, I walk in deliberately just say hi loudly uh, and look at people in their eyes. Let's make them uncomfortable. Uh, and I don't want a conversation. That's the last thing I want either. But there's nothing wrong with just saying hi to people. 
uh, common courtesy is just missing out here. And I, I don't know why. I try to make excuses for these people. And I go, maybe they're afraid of something. And I'm like, but look at me. I'm like short and fluffy. Uh, <laughs> what are they scared I, I'm going to do? Or I sometimes tell myself, oh, maybe it's not a thing they do in their culture, right? There's, you, you don't have to say thanks. Or maybe they just don't hold doors open and they're just like, what? What's he doing? What's he doing to us? Why is he doing that? Is he like, is this disrespectful? So I don't know. But I, I, I make this example and go, I think those are dumb excuses and you have no reason. So if you're listening to this podcast, man, next time someone does something for you, just say hi. All right. Just say thanks. All right. Doesn't take much. Just means you have to move your mouth, open your mouth, uh, you know, push some air through it for like five seconds and you're done. All right. Makes everyone's day much better. All right. That's the most basic thing I'd like all of you to do, because uh, if I catch you next time and I hold the door open for you and you don't say thanks, I am uh, I'm just going to like see under my breath about it, just really mutter something and I'm going to go on my podcast and whine about it. OK, if you don't want that to happen to you, you say thanks, Mr. Mrs. Whatever. All right. Cool. All right, guys, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. I hope, uh, you know, it was Eid, and I hope you're having a great weekend. It's almost the end of it, and uh, um, Eid Mubarak to people, and enjoy your summer holidays. I'll see you next week anyway for those of us who are still working. All right, cool. Um, uh, remember to share, leave a comment, leave your feedback. It helps a lot in spreading my podcast. So appreciate it. Show the love, please, and also uh, take care of yourselves, um, and as I like to say, Goodbye, or as uh, as a dog would say, wolf.